0: A drop of hobby, a drop of hobby, your obsessions, your loves, and your dreams. A drop of hobby, a drop of hobby.
1: to A Drop of Hobby. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Risser, along with... Kristen mueller Heeslip
2: And Amy Preston-Satson.
1: Uh, how are you guys doing this week?
2: Doing good. How are you?
1: Uh, painted uh, my office over the long weekend.
2: Oh, that, um, that might be the most uh, productive thing that anyone did on the weekend. I mm-hmm. feel like um, I did, yeah, a lot of baking, but otherwise... Painting is definitely one of those tasks that I think is going to be more fun to do than actually do. What was more your experience?
1: More fun to think about doing?
2: Well, I think I just get very excited about the prospect of like putting something on a wall because it's not really something that you do very often and technically you're not allowed to do it. But then like the minutiae of it is always more exhausting. Like the idea of painting a wall feels very rebellious.
3: Mm. I don't think they can stop you from painting a wall in Quebec. Oh, like I I'm- mean,
2: I don't... I, look, I'm talking like when you were a kid, you were not allowed to paint oh. walls, right? Oh, like, I, I don't, I yeah. don't mean like it's actually as an adult thing. I think I just have this, this this hangover of like painting a wall is like a grown up thing, and it seems kind of like it's a <laughs> bit like prohibited, uh, and I get very excited about doing it. Um, I did help someone else paint a wall.
3: That's amazing.
2: But I. I love doing the edges, but, and I love the rolly bit, but also it's always just more exhausting than I expect.
1: Oh, I hate doing the, I hate having to cut in from the corners and everything. It's just like, I want to just do the rolly bit and be done. Yeah. And it's just.
2: You know, you can
3: get a little corner roller, right? Yeah. There's like, there's, well, there's tiny rollers and there's also like, there's like a, like, yeah, like a corner that you could paint with. It's like really fun. Three,
1: like a three thing roller or something. Yeah.
3: It's like literally like an angle with like pads on it that you use like a roller, you put it on like you know, you can put the rollers on a pole and then, you know, to paint things. So it's it's really That's, good, especially for us us shorties to get up in the top corners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's wild to me. Uh but yeah, I painted my bedroom a couple months ago and that was so it's the biggest room on the top floor of the house or of this house. And I was like, oh, like people say painting takes a day. And it took like three days for Mm -hmm. like one for taping up the everything. And then the first layer or the first coat was another day. And then the second coat was another day. This is exactly
2: what I'm talking about. Like who said that painting takes a day?
1: Well, I mean, the office took a day.
3: (laughs) I think if you have professional painters... Then, yeah, if you get people in to paint your house for you, then sure, that probably takes like a day. But yeah, for amateurs, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know if amateur is the right word. I don't know if anyone has a deep love for painting their walls. So apparently Amy does. <laughs> but uh, <yeah. laughs> I mean, like
1: small rooms can take a day easily. It's cause, yeah. like every single bit of time saved when painting like exponentially decreases all the remaining time. Is it's like you might have twice the amount of walls in a bigger room, but it's like 10 times more work because you're so much more tired at the end of every single step, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah it's definitely. A- really happy. I can't wait to move back in there once the fumes are all gone so I can uh, show people on Zoom calls what it's like. <laughs> so Kristen, you're our bartender this week.
3: I am. And uh, I I thought about this one because um, I wanted to think of something that would be a little bit uh, meta, but also different from things we've done before. And at first I thought, well, what could be more perfect than podcasting? But then I was like... (laughs) Mm, Sean already did improv as the hobby and like doing improv and podcasting is a little bit on the nose and also like I don't know how we could come up with that much content around podcasting so I let's mean, broaden it a little we're bit
1: we're all improvisers so I'm sure we could improvise let's
3: broaden it a little bit to in general intent internet content creation mm. so you know podcasting and blogging. YouTube and blogging and I mentioned fan fiction but that's that's not not insubstantial in the weight of the internet. So making stuff for free on the internet.
2: Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Does anyone have a like particular anecdote or does this, anything come to mind? Anyone have a strong opinion about it?
1: Uh, I I mean, I've made a couple of YouTube videos where uh, I'll just take, uh, like I took um, Carrie Underwood's uh, before he cheats and just like, analyzed it as if it were like it had all these deep hidden meanings behind it like just eventually it just boils down to Bush did uh war crimes and that's okay. what Schneid or that's what Carrie Underwood is singing about. And it's just my favorite kind of nonsense content to make.
3: I was thinking about the old internet, which I don't know if you guys, I mean, Sean, you don't remember it because you were too young, but Amy, I don't know. When did you go online? Like, when did you encounter the internet?
2: We got a computer with the internet at home in 1997.
1: I mean, I grew up with computers and the internet. Like, I was on IRC chat rooms at a pretty young age.
3: Yeah, the thing is, like that, you know, there, there was, it was pretty much all text based because the internet connections was too slow to do any kind of video, and even images would take a really long time to load, though they were around. The thing, you know, that there was this early idea that the internet was going to be this place of, not, not freedom is not the right thing, but this is where, you know, it's all user created content, and that is still true, except that some people did figure out how to make money on the internet. So all of these things that I'm talking about, as if they're hobbies for a lot of people they're they're not making money at them they're certainly doing them for free or for almost free um but they're doing them because they're trying to trying to hit the big time on TikTok or whatever however you do that i don't know so there's something there's something there and the other thing about podcasting as well because i don't think podcasting is so much a hobby as a pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you listen to a podcast that has ads, all of the ads are for other podcasts.
2: Oh, or they're for underwear, or they're for food services, or for underwear, yeah. or they're
1: for car wipers,
2: or toothbrushes. I've never heard or that, that Toothbrushes. One. But the majority of them are for other podcasts,
3: usually starring a celebrity like Katie Couric. Apparently, has a podcast. Why would anyone listen to that? Who cares? Like, why would? What do you yeah. anyway? anyway but yeah so i'll stop rambling you you guys talk now
1: what was the first podcast that you listened to
3: wow oh my god
1: because i i know exactly what it was
3: mysterious universe did you guys listen to mysterious universe
1: uh no it's
3: still on i don't it was slash is like a paranormal podcast paranormal stuff kind of like coast to coast am if you guys ever listen to that radio show what about you amy i
2: didn't Yeah, I really wish I could remember. This American Life would have to have been up there. Mm. And I think largely because we didn't get access to it otherwise. Like, I mean, it's obviously a radio show as well as it being a podcast. But I think probably podcasting and that kind of like podcasting as a way of consuming radio when you're not in the place and you don't otherwise have access to it was probably like an early experience of podcast, but I do have a really strong recollection of like, it's like overhearing a conversation between people that you don't know and that you weren't invited to and trying (laughs) and trying to kind of figure out who these people are in a sense, like, I don't know before podcasts, I mean, I've always been like a big radio listener and I remember like really remember the kind of awkwardness of changing radio stations. Like I was definitely someone who listened to radio. Sta- I had I art had radio station and I listened to a single radio station. And I remember kind of changing radio stations when I was 16 and then maybe like changing again in my mid twenties and like the awkwardness of not knowing who people were, who were talking or not recognizing people and not having that sense of familiarity. And I think podcasts, I do remember podcasts being a little bit like getting used to it because it was like, who are these people? And also the fact that you can't skim read. Which I think is in in a sense, their like their strength and their weakness is that you can't just read the concluding paragraph. You can't like read the intro. You have to take the time um, and spend time with these people and whatever. And that's kind of like it does mean there is this weird kind of getting to know people and fit, feeling familiar, which I feel like is a, is particular to this kind of format.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The first podcast I listened to was a podcast about mahjong. Uh, by these two professional <laughs> players that moved to Japan to play uh, and they would like uh, talk about the scene and how it was developing and stuff like that and they would bring on guests and this was back in oh like 2010 God. during my high school graduation, they confiscated everything from us except you knew that was happening. So you would just hide your phone or whatever in your underwear, or I guess it was iPod uh, because like they're not going to be able to confiscate that. And so during this great, like three hour graduation ceremony, I was just listening to episodes from this Mahjong podcast.
3: Okay. So this, this, this anecdote has raised multiple questions. I mean, A, there's professional Mahjong players and a Mahjong scene, right? And they have a podcast, or did have a podcast.
1: Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Uh, And, like, that's why I can't remember what its name is, because it's been so long, but it says, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was there for, like, at least 100 episodes, which is kind of wild to me. Wow.
3: That's amazing. There's 100 episodes of Mahjong content. I mean, guys, anyone who's got an idea, like someone, you know, like, you know, like they say about rule 34, like, if you can imagine it, there's porn of it, right? If you can imagine it, there's there's a podcast of it, because I I couldn't have imagined that if you had said, Kristen, come up with 100 different weird podcast ideas, I would not have come up with professional Mahjong inside baseball. (laughs)
2: Does Talk. Does anyone know what the first podcast well I mean this is a difficult question, right? Because of course pod, podcasts podcast. were predated by audio blogs. But does anyone know mm-hmm. what the first podcast was?
3: Oh, I can't remember, but I remember looking that up once and I immediately forgot because it was not interesting.
2: IT Conversations by Doug K. There you go. It's
1: very boring. <laughs> My guess would have been that it was going to be like a knitting club's weekly release or something like that because it's just like the older a podcast is in like internet age, the early episodes are just impossible to listen to in any ways because like nobody knew what they were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we I are. I was though. like, sometimes.
2: <laughs> well, it's a lesson we all have to learn ourselves the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> that's
3: right. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I've got a scene. I've got an idea for a scene.
1: So let's awesome. go. Awesome.
3: Okay, guys, I have this awesome idea um, how we can bring our um, reading group into the 21st century because it's 2007 and we're kind of behind the times. I thought maybe we could record our our book club meeting and put it on the internet.
2: Jocelyn. What do you think?
1: Like for archival purposes?
3: No, for other people to listen to. This is a new thing, John. It's called a podcast. But people like listen. It's like a radio show, but anyone can do it.
2: I mean, I'm I'm keen to try everything, but I I just, I'm a little bit concerned about the wanting to be in the 21st century. I mean, isn't this book club, this book club was passed down to us by our grandmothers. This book club's been running for... 60 years
3: it's very special to me too and wouldn't you like some kind of like wouldn't you like more people to be part of it don't we have really we that thing that you said last week about about eat pray love that was just so deep and i just wish more people could have heard it sylvia that's all like what if like 10 people downloaded it and listened to it How would you feel about that? How do you think your grandmother would feel?
2: You know what Nana Joyce always said. I mean, she'd always say it in writing, right? Like, it was so annoying at family dinners because she would want to send letters across the table. I don't, I mean, I know she would keep everything for posterity and she would minute everything, but I don't know if she would be down for recording it.
1: Yeah, I did leave her a voicemail once and she got back to me three months later through the post office.
3: (sighs) Ah. Nana Joyce. Well, Nana Joyce had her own way, but haven't we all enjoyed reading her minutes and notes on every book club meeting? I mean, wouldn't be like but people don't like to read like that anymore. People are Wait, wanna, Lauren. Yeah?
1: Lauren, are you recording us right now? Is that a,
3: Yeah, of course. What? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, you can see this microphone on my coffee table. Of course I'm recording.
1: I thought it was a decoration.
3: Oh, well, it is. It, it is very pretty, isn't it? Um, but, but, you know, it it is decorative. I'm not going to say it's not a decoration, but it's also a fun- functioning microphone. But don't get caught up in the details like that. I mean. Is
2: that why you brought cupcakes today? I do think there was something weird. You never... I always bring... You never... No, you don't. The No, it's always... John always brings the cupcakes. I don't even remember the last time that you brought food to
1: book club. You've also sound treated the room.
3: It's also... I think that egg carton um, wall covering is very attractive. I mean, yes, it also does have sound editing properties, but... It's, you know, it's it's also a a style choice.
2: Well, I guess look, let's give it a go. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Nobody listens, and the best thing is that we have recordings of our uh of our conversations. I'm not going to listen to them, but
3: Cut to 15 years later.
2: <laughs> Welcome,
3: Welcome to Episode 4. Welcome to our four th- live show. <laughs> <laughs> episode 4000.
1: <000. laughs>
3: We're going back in time and covering Eat, Pray, Love for the 85th time.
1: As you all know, this was our first episode that we uh, re-recorded for all of you.
2: Our our, uh, 1.5 million listeners.
1: (laughs) Which is still unbelievable. Couldn't have imagined that that weird apartment with all the egg cartons would lead Mm -hmm. to this.
3: Yeah. You know, and as as Nana Joyce would have would have written down um because she didn't believe in wasting words, she would have written down, "Girls and boy, this is enough. Do better." <laughs> Love Nana Joyce.
0: <laughs> Scene.
1: <laughs> what an opening to a live show. <laughs> Girls and boy, do better. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't oh there
0: yeah. Phrase?
3: <laughs> I wanted to get at something about how you know those like podcasts that have been going for a while and the hosts clearly hate each other but they are making money at it so they can't stop. Oh yeah. Sorry. You know?
2: I could have uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the But I didn't I quite didn't
1: know how catch to get it. That. that at all.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I also just like a bitchy old lady. So yeah. I could
1: I wanted to play just like a a game of just noticing how you've changed your apartment for podcasting. It's just like, Mm -hmm. what do do podcasts even need besides a microphone and sound treating? And one of those isn't even necessary.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People used to, I mean, people used to do that more, but I think microphone technology has improved. So you don't hear about that. So
2: I do have a question about the kind of, yeah, I think Kristen, you brought it up a bit before about, The fact that, you know, YouTube, I mean, I recently rewatched the first YouTube video and I made me sad because it was just so silly and so like not scripted and an example of someone being, have you seen the video? He's at the zoo I, no, I have not. The first YouTube video. I think I've
1: seen like five seconds of it and got bored and. Just,
2: yeah, I mean, just it's not stopped. a great video, but. What is it's it? It's like he's at the zoo. Um, yeah, that's what I remember. Oh but it's just yeah. like. It's so. Um,
1: it's like a daily travel yeah, blog ma- kind of thing ma- or something.
2: Yeah, um, Okay. First ever YouTube video uploaded. It's only 18 seconds, so you kind of gotten that bored, on. Um, it got,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you underestimate how quickly I will check out of a video, uh,
3: it's, do not overestimate Sean's attention span. It's got
2: ninety ninety million <laughs> 90 million views, but there's just something, wow. there's just something about it, which is very much like, here's this thing I'm sharing it. It's very of the moment. Um, and it just goes to show how much that format has changed. Um, and like, how mm-hmm. do we tell the difference between. Like we've got this massive platform, but it is clearly being used for different purposes and at different levels. Um, and where is the space? Like, I mean, are there still is there still a space for those kinds of videos? How do we find them? Um, what's been lost or gained?
3: Yeah, um, it's interesting. A, a podcast that I listen to, which has been going on for like well over a decade, which is a movie podcast called The Flophouse. I really enjoy it. Go and oh, listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, they did a live show on, like, on Zoom, but on uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and they were talking about how it was, like, the first comic book movie, and no one knew how to make a comic book movie, and it was very bad for lots and lots of reasons, but it also has a kind of charm because it's, like, this is really unexpected as opposed to the kind of conventions that developed around turning a turning a, a video game into a movie, right? So... That's, yeah, like, kind of the early things like that are often really bad because there's no standards and practices. There's no one knows what to do, right? But they often can have a lot of charm, even if they're not well executed, because they have, like, they have a fresh idea. If you have a a fresh idea, then that can, you know.
1: Yeah. And in new fields, it's often, like, everybody's just throwing so much at the wall all at once that it's just, like, you get sometimes, like, just almost accidental works of genius or just like, Mm -hmm. even if they're surrounded by crap, it's still like, Hey, some parts of that were really good. It's just overwhelming. There's a lot.
3: Well, yeah. And then it gets really, really well produced. Right. And that's like cameras got better. Phone cameras got better. Editing software got more, you know, that you could run on a home computers got to be able to run video editing software, which they kind of couldn't do for a long time. So then then it's like some dumb video of a guy playing Minecraft has better quality than like all of television from 1978 to 1995,
2: <laughs> you know? Um I guess the other the unexplored other unexplored avenue is the online content that is directed at hobbies. Like mm-hmm.
1: Oh, like woodworking YouTube channels, yeah, like
2: anything. I mean, how we fixed our. I mean, mm-hmm. we fixed our washing machine by watching some YouTube videos. Um, I mean, there's like knitting. there's you name it. I'm pretty sure there's a video for it. Um, which I think has radically changed the way that people like come to hobbies and who their hobby community is. Yeah, which is really really different, right? When I think of doing hobbies growing up, it was like with people that in my neighborhood or family. I mean, now I guess you could just find anything and do it with people, even if there's nothing in your city.
1: I mean, it's like there used to be entire magazines <gasps> dedicated to basically just setting you up as your hobby and advertising to like the home DIYer before we had that word.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, Amy, did they have these in Australia, like the time life, like DIY books? Do you have, did you, did your family have those? No. They were like you know books like this big of like you know do-it-yourself carpentry do-it-yourself you know electric like we had I swear like forty of them <gasps> oh. I don't know if my parents bought them in a set or there was like a subscription or something like that but if you wanted to know how to do something like in the ho- in your to fix your home. Oh.
2: My yeah. goodness. Okay, so actually, oh, I'm really yeah. intrigued. There's adding on, there's advanced masonry, advanced yeah. wiring, advanced woodworking. Oh, it just goes on.
3: Yeah, I don't remember what they all were. And they don't have them anymore, sadly. Like, And they're the thing that you used to see a lot in used bookstores, but maybe they were all dangerous and they took them out or something like that. Like they've been suppressed because they probably had bad and dangerous advice in them.
1: Like there is... I've been getting into woodworking YouTube a lot just because uh, I want to start learning how to make furniture and stuff like that. And then also it turns out woodworking is just kind of satisfying to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just like there are some videos where people will go through old uh, like news articles and stuff like that and be like, Yeah, this practice would probably get somebody maimed if they actually did it. It's just like kind of wild how little safety controls there were for some content. Even now, I guess, like you have YouTube videos of people saying like, oh, if you put an egg in a microwave, you can make scrambled eggs. And it's like, no, it'll explode (laughs) and burn you. It's not going
3: to kill you. It's just going to like
1: make a mess. It can seriously maim you and possibly kill you from shock.
3: What? Well, that Okay. It's,
1: I don't think that's it, it likely. No. It can though. get really bad.
3: Okay. Don't microwave an egg. There's a PSA. Do you know the other thing you're never supposed to microwave is like a cup of water? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, wait. Because you I can superheat
3: too. it. You can superheat it without oh. bo- without it boiling, so you don't realize how hot it is, and then you can give yourself like insane burns. So there's another PSA from the podcast: Do not boil. Do not microwave water.
1: Yeah. Also, don't microwave ice. Uh, it's, just <laughs> a microwave ice. <laughs> it's just a bad idea. It's just you're not it's gonna not have how ice anymore. <laughs> work. Do you guys remember the YouTube channel? Speaking of old YouTube, uh, is it a good idea to microwave this? It was in the same no, I don't. family of YouTube content as will it blend, where it's just people sticking stuff into a device, turning the device on. And then uh, deciding, no, this was a bad idea. See you guys next week.
3: <laughs> that sounds terrible. I did once find a blog called Will It Waffle, which was like making stuff that are not waffles <laughs> on a waffle iron, <laughs> and that I tried one like of so them. Much cleanup. I did try. I think two of them actually. I made pretzel waffles and I made full full oh, fa- waffles, falafel waffles.
2: Yeah, me too. Really good. <laughs> and those
3: okay, were what really good. Yeah, what are falafels? falafels. How do you not know what a falafel is?
1: I've never had it. That's all it takes. What?
3: <gasps> oh my god! This is an easily remedied thing. Uh, no, they're like little balls of like chickpeas and um, parsley, garlic. they usually made with chickpeas. Flour, yeah. Chahini. Yeah, our fa- chickpeas and or fava beans and uh, our herbs and garlic mm. and some chickpea flour or regular flour to bind them together and then you fry them or but bake them. They're very tasty and very good for you. So go and have a falafel. There's a third PSA. Go out and eat a falafel. Um,
2: yeah, so I'm just – so at least from the time life books, we've discovered that YouTube really hasn't changed much – But then I also feel like people wouldn't have, there's something about the medium, like people would not have gotten a book contract to blend stuff that shouldn't go in and blend up.
1: So I I I think the waffle guy wrote a book. I want to see a scene. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, thank you so much for coming down here. Miss Julian Anderson. Oh, uh, we're just such a big fan of your work. Pictures of things that have been blended.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Oh, it's so great to meet our meet a fan.
1: Oh, uh, we just it's just awe-inspiring. Like you made an entire cookbook except none of it was mm-hmm. food. It's just incredible.
2: Yeah, and you know, I just I'm I'm so appreciative of that because you know what? I have a large cookbook selection at collection at home, and I never can I tell you a secret, I never cook any of the recipes.
3: Who has the time? Exactly. We're all too busy playing with our blenders. Am I right? I mean, who wants to, will a couch cushion go in a blender or will a, uh, you know, uh, a house plant, right? I mean, like who has, yeah. And then you you might make a pretty picture.
2: I just, where I'd really like to hear about your future visions for maybe upcoming projects.
1: Yeah. Miss Julian, what's next?
2: Oh, I'm so
3: happy you asked um, Rod. Was it Rod? Yeah. Rod and Rod. Sandra. Okay. Um, well, I feel like I've done everything I can do in the kind of blending thing space. So I want to try something new.
1: And oh. I thought
3: maybe we can get out of blenders and go into um, sewing machines, barbecues, and fire oh. pits.
1: Oh, so still what food th- adjacent.
3: But not food. What do things look like when they're
2: charred? Oh, also,
1: I imagine carbonated and black.
2: Maybe we'll we'll have to find will out. Will it burn? Will it will burn? It
3: burn? <laughs> or maybe it's going to melt. <laughs> or who's going to? Or smoke? Who's going to? Who, who knows? Before we try it, right?
1: So the safety administration has made some comments about some of the clauses that you've written in your book. Mm -hmm. specifically the ones that have appeared in every single chapter saying try this at home do you stand by those statements
3: you know what we live in a wonderful country where we have free speech and you know i can print what i want in a book and it's just my opinion i didn't say you have to try it at home i mean you i'm not putting a gun to your head you can but we can't i mean i can try it i did try it at home and here i am so it must be fine
1: You did Mm -hmm. tell people to blend their bullets.
3: Yeah, and did it work? What did it look like afterwards?
1: A lot of shrapnel. I'll be honest. I Mm -hmm. tried it myself. A lot of shrapnel.
3: Well, that's why that was in the advanced section of the book, right? Because, you know, you do need a pretty good blender. In order for that one to uh, to come out at all, uh, but you know, it's yeah, it's everyone's free to make their own choices about these things. I am not making anyone do anything. If you want to blend bullets, I think that is uh, that is your prerogative. I Just,
2: I understand that. I um, this is not something that you talk about in the book, but I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first thing that you blended, and what? made you blend it like what is driving what was driving this project
3: I'm so happy you asked so when I was a little girl I was very jealous of my sister's hair she had this beautiful long blonde hair and I never and I was so jealous of it so one day I snuck up behind her and I cut off her ponytail and I stuck it in the blender because that way I thought I'd be able to hide it better and I wouldn't get in trouble. And I can maybe say that, I don't know, maybe Elf stole her hair. That happens, right?
1: Oh my god.
3: So hair looks really beautiful when it's blended.
1: You're saying that with a weird smile. I don't... Well, you
3: know, you try it yourself.
1: Miss Julian, can you give me and Sandra a moment to... Sure. Uh, just need to discuss some yeah, printing just, yeah. and colors, you know. Hey, sure. Sandra, we can't, we can't, we can't publish this interview. What do you mean? She just admitted that she's a horrible person who blends hair. But, I
2: mean, like, we've all blended hair, right?
1: Well, whose hair did you blend?
2: My sister's. Obviously. I mean, it's like that's a classic story. I, I just feel like there's so much relatability.
1: Wow. You really think that the American and greater North American audience will relate to that? I
2: mean, look, I think there's going to be three different kinds of readers. You've got the kids who've blended their sister's hair. I mean, classic. Uh Little boys, like my brother, he... uh blended one of his friends toy cars um you've got you know you've got the you've got the jaded lovers you've got like people blending photos i mean it's just it's classic
1: i guess yeah you're right it 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 doesn't relate to me but it's got to relate to somebody hey i'm sorry miss julian thank you for your understanding
3: Anytime, honey. Um. So what's what's next? How about some margaritas, something blended to celebrate our book deal?
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. let's blend a whole margarita.
2: A different blend up, please.
3: Sure. Scene. <laughs> I was kind of thinking maybe to flash forward to her being on Oprah or something like that, but I kind of couldn't think about how to do anything new with that.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should have flashed to her uh, home life. Mm. Like, have her kids be like, "Mom, we can we please have real food?"
2: (laughs) Mom, stop destroying our toys. (laughs) Stop blending my
1: Barbies. (laughs) Oh oh my god!
3: I actually don't think I've ever put anything in a blender that is not food because blenders are just not all that strong.
2: Also, they're just I love my blender, and I don't want to destroy it. I do not love that my blender. Was... <laughs> I think you
3: have a nice blender and I don't. I am like I don't want to put anything in it because it's already going to die imminently. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the premise of will it blend actually is that like the idea is that the product they're using to blend all these things is so uh durable that it can blend through anything and still be a viable product afterwards. Oh, is
3: it a Vitamix? One of those?
1: Who knows? It's been a decade, man.
3: (laughs) Well, I do not have one of those. Yeah, you know, someone buy me a Vitamix.
2: I well, yeah, I've got I've got one in Australia and one in Canada. (laughs) Wow, nice!
3: You are set for your smoothies, smoothie game. Well, on point, but not
2: just smoothie. I mean, it's like everything. Uh, If you don't, I think if you make everything from scratch, you kind of need a powerful blender, buddy.
1: Yeah, I get by with the magic bullet, I think it's called, the the one where you turn the cup upside down and just push it. I like that because it's like it can handle two scoops of ice cream and that's all you really need for my purposes.
3: Well, this has been Blender Talk. Join us next time. (laughs) (laughs) I have a ninja for the record and it's a piece of crap. So don't buy the Ninja. I bought it because it had all these different attachments, like it had a blender and a food processor,
1: and like Let's mini uh, ones, kind of like the Magic Bullet. Sponsor of the podcast
3: uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja <laughs> Blenders. Kristen hardly does not recommend. Um, yeah, I don't know. I keep yeah, we keep wearing them out, so maybe I will splurge on the Vitamix well, next Okay, time. so
2: so hot tip: uh, if you wanna if you want a saving, is you. You keep calling the shop that has demo models, and you just keep asking them whether they have any in stock. And you wait until they don't have any Mm. any in stock except for the demo model, and then you get a discount. And you're like, "I'll take take the demo model." Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of work. That's a lot of
1: phone calls. I don't like talking on the phone.
2: (laughs) Well, it just depends how much of a deal you
1: want. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, what other content do you guys? Or have you guys, like, put out into the world? Like, I know, Kristen, you have your uh, talk show and mm-hmm. uh, the podcast, the Middle-Age Candy Store.
3: middle Candy Store, yeah. So I have those yeah. two. I had a podcast a really long time ago. Oh, we're putting out a Halloween special, so you can listen to oh, that. nice. Coming up soon. Um, I had a podcast in 2009-ish. To oh, 2010, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, again, talking about things that like there's open formats where no one knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> it, I was it was called complaining. It's not on the internet anymore. I mean, I have all of the files, but it's not the RSS doesn't exist anymore. Um, it was called complaining with K, and it was me complaining about stuff that I was annoyed about. <laughs>
0: <Incredible>. <laughs> but possibly the
3: Just- <laughs> best episode. There were two really good episodes. One of them was um uh i read a there was i read a a sun chain newspaper you like the toronto sun which is like a reactionary kind of tabloid newspaper and i was like this is just you know telling people to be afraid of unrealistic things so i did an episode called fear this not that where i was like instead of being all afraid of this you should be afraid of this and i had a, a robot as my foil for that episode um I
1: just put a robot in you it. you or another person?
3: No, played by Ben. Ben played the robot. Um, and uh, I did an episode on... <laughs> this requires more backstory. I had a gig where I was singing a piece that is based... Uh, that is all text by the famous French poet Rambo, um, who was... If you know in po- that po- poetry, he was like... He was this really famous big shot poet... By the, and then he quit poetry when he was 21 to go and work in, like, the French colonies and drink himself to death. Um, anyway, he was very uh, – he's into absinthe, right? He one of those absinthe drinker guys. And I was like, I don't get these poems. I need to drink some absinthe to understand them. So my friend and I drank a bottle of absinthe and read poetry and talked about it. And I made that into a podcast episode for some reason. Again, breaking <laughs> format, hugely. But that was probably the best episode. But also there was like five hours of content, which I edited into half an hour. Oh, so that's... that probably oh, also yeah. helped. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if you released the whole thing, I don't think it would have been good. <laughs>
2: How did you drink half
3: Five hours of drunk and rambling.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I do love like those drunk history or like drunk cooking uh, mm-hmm. YouTube channels. That's great. Hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: what about you, Amy? Have you... uh Put out anything into the world for free?
2: Not not really independently. I mean, I overthink, I definitely overthink the production of content, partly because that's what I end up thinking about for my research. So um, I love like listening to other people, but I don't know. It's just like, it's so hard to think, yep, yeah, this is something that like, there's all this great stuff. And then what's going to be the thing that I add in? Um, it seems like there's an overwhelming amount of content anyway. And I find that kind of paralyzing actually.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like there was a time where I was thinking like, man, like everything's already been done. What am I doing? And then it's like, well, who gives a crap? I'm doing it anyways.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like it's, it's always new to someone, right? It's new to you. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and and you you do you get you do creative you do stuff, and sometimes you think of something good. That's all you can do, right? Sometimes it's not going to be the best, and sometimes I don't know. I'm I'm the, I'm I'm kind of the opposite, Amy. I I probably underthink a lot of the things that I do because I have an attitude that. But I think <laughs> actually, doing it is better than not. But it
2: one hundred percent is like, and I think. I think, yeah. and I think the the interesting question is perhaps like yes, it, and I think this is a the, a valuable kind of attitude to art is that actually the thing that is valuable is the is the like the process that you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. I read this great book, mm-hmm. Art and Fear, um, and the the specific kind of learning is not just about the skill, but particularly if it's to do with expression, it's like realizing that the thing in your head, this idea of the thing that you want to create like the gap between that ideal and the reality, like what that gap feels like, what that gap looks like is what you learn in the process of like having an idea and trying to Mm -hmm. execute it. And that constant kind of process of like, oh, it's not, it's harder or it doesn't turn out how I want it. I can't quite express or create this thing that I like. Um, And that that takes so much practice that you are never going to get good Mm -hmm. at it if you don't do it constantly. But, It doesn't necessarily mean that like accepting that you have to do it over and over and over again for your own purpose, that like you may not need to put all of that into the world. Um, And I'm not saying that anyone shouldn't, but I, I do kind of struggle with this a little bit where I think like if ultimately I come to the view that there is like actually doing it more than less is better because it's not something you can just think about being good at or prepare to be good at it. You just have to do it. Um, where do you decide like, oh, now I'm kind of good at it enough, um, that I'm happy with like moving from just creating something for my own development and learning to putting it, putting it out there. And I don't know. I think it's kind of a hard line.
3: I think it's maybe easy to get bogged down in the kind of technical mastery. Right. And that's really interesting in a kind of nerdy way. Right. Um, and I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. I mean, like, that you can get really into this, the details of of the process of doing something in a way that you're constantly working to, to, to achieve a level of mastery. But at the end, if you think about the things that you enjoy, they may not have that. Um, if, like, I'm thinking of uh, a lot of the artists that I that I, i'm thinking of music maybe and that i spent so many years just pursuing this technical mastery and which i on some levels achieved and some levels didn't and but at the same time the things that i actually really like don't always express that right so there's a way in which like the technique is Doing like that thing, like you're saying this attempt to crew to grasp an idea that you have with the tools that you have available. And if you're expressing it, then you're succeeding, whether or not that meets some standard that some other external standard, Mm -hmm. right? So, for example, like for the video production that I do, I'm never, I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna be. Uh, I'm not a professional filmmaker. I am not. I, I, can't do that shit. I'm never going to. I'm not gonna try. I, it's a, de- it's a lo-fi aesthetic, partly in a, in a large part be- out of necessity because I have no other options available. But also, is it doing the thing I'm trying to do? Yeah. So that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's so true. So
2: I mean, I've done like a bit of, I've done quite a bit of video editing myself and like for, it's not, I'm not creating the content, I'm just doing the editing, but I'm definitely not a professional, but there's something about the fact that I'm prepared to do it for like next to nothing. Um, and that the point, the point of it is for it to merely exist that, that like low bar is a really, really great motivator, and you do learn heaps in the process, but you're not doing it to learn you do it because it like serves the a function for the people who want to create it, and you're like, yep, I'll do it and um yeah, it is it's interesting um it's an interesting way of like looking at it, but somehow I just can't like get over the get over the hurdle myself, but that's uh
3: no this is something I've changed perspective on very much, and especially like. Thinking back to when I was younger, I think I had a, um, you know, I cut myself off from things that I would have liked because I thought they weren't good enough. And it's okay to like things that aren't technically good. Mm-hmm. If they totally. speak to you, because what's art about? What is art about except getting a little wedge between what's real and what we, you know, all the bullshit that we put on top of that and breaking it open just a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So whatever you do that with is good. So, put your videos online, and put your podcasts on the internet.
1: Just do it. Yeah. No
3: one's going to listen anyway. You might as well.
1: And also, like, feel free to delete your art. Like, yeah. Uh, in pottery, it's like I probably recycle, like, currently half of everything that I make just because either I mess up at some point or the end result is just like, mm, I think I could do this better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, I'll just slack it all in wa- with water and recycle the clay. And it's just like, yeah, feel free to delete your art. You're not beholden to make it perfect on the first try. No,
3: no. But that's also reusing materials, right? Like I'll pull out a sweater mm-hmm. if it, I'm not wearing it anymore and reuse yeah. the yarn or something like that. So, yeah. but, it, but electrons are largely canvas. free. There's not a lot. Like if you just, if it's just a video or a <laughs> podcast or something, you can't reuse those. So keep them. Don't keep them. Do whatever you want.
2: Yeah. I find, I find knitting kind of an interesting, um, is like an interesting experience because it is so easy to undo and redo that it takes a lot of, I mean, yes, of course there are times that it's worth undoing and redoing, but sometimes the temptation of perfectionism is like, no, I'm going, I made a small mistake. I'm going to keep going because otherwise I will never finish it like the fact that it is undoable and redoable means you actually have to kind of come to love imperfection a little bit because otherwise you will just never end up with anything whereas there are some things where like path you know the nature of the thing is such that it's not really it's either well you waste it or you like it's 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 innately kind of done and you can't you can't go backwards that in a sense makes that easier to finish Um, so there's something kind of, yeah, something I love about like knitting and crochet that sort of forces me to go, yeah, Mm -hmm. I made a mistake, but I'm going to keep going. Um,
3: Yeah, as long as you didn't put an extra arm on it or something like that, you're probably
2: fine.
1: (laughs) There's pants that have three legs. There's this horrible website that sells pants with a third leg going down the middle, and it's just like so weird. (laughs) It's three seriously. I
3: did see a pair of pants like that that someone was that had that had one leg, like it was like one side was like short shorts (gasps) and the other side was like a regular pant leg, and I was like maybe this is some kind of accessible fashion thing like for people who have had amputations it was like no it was just like a style of pants
2: they they exist i don't understand why
3: but i've never seen the three-legged pants i want to see a picture of those Uh,
1: i'll have to send it to you guys after we stop recording
3: they they exist that is hilarious why don't we do one more scene oh okay Okay, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming to my meeting. Um, I'm so happy to have such noted venture capitalists in the room here to listen to my startup idea. This has been a labor of love. My whole team has been working so hard, and I really hope that this speaks to you and we can get some get some numbers on the table to heart, start making this dream a reality. So I want to show you um, a mock-up of our product. Ooh. It's called the Infinipant. Um, it's something that people can order online. It can have as many or as few legs as they desire. So this is disrupting the pants industry oh, yes. to create a whole new vision of humanity
1: pa- with pants holes.
3: With well, yeah. So here, here is um, Shana who's who's wearing the Octo As you can see, there's eight leg holes, two of you can use any one you like. You can add some fake legs in there for Halloween or just for, you know, for fun. Um, Or you can just, you know, enjoy the extra space and roominess.
2: I mean, it means. um,
3: And the comment that it makes. It
2: also means you don't have to do your laundry as often because, I mean, surely Mm -hmm. you can rotate the legs that you're wearing. This is, this is. Exactly.
1: Now, can we see uh, Sheila sit down?
2: Yeah. Okay. Shana, can you have a
3: seat over there? As you can see, the extra fabric just sort of, you know, tucks under or to the side, however you
1: like to arrange it. It's I mean, very comfortable.
3: Well, I mean you it's you know, there's some I, I, I think it's fine, Shana. How does it feel over there? See, she likes it. It's fine. Um but the if, if the octopant.
1: If the octopant doesn't work
3: for you, Okay. No, she just makes that face. It's just her thing. Okay, Shayna, that's enough. Thank you, honey. Um, just wait in the green room, okay? Um, but if the octopan isn't working for you, you can decide how many legs you want your pants to have. From, like I say, InfiniPant, We will, we will make a pant, a pair of pants with as many legs as you as you want. The sky is really the limit. You know, a very large number, or it can be none. Um, how can uh? Well, oh, yeah. What's a oh, no shade, pant?
1: What's a no-pant? Uh,
3: I would love to show you that. Okay. Um, Renee, can you come in here with the no-pant on? So here's the no-pant. As
1: you can see. <laughs> it's not even a skirt. Because a skirt would have one <laughs> pant. <It's>, right. <laughs> I right. Mean, I don't even know how to describe it's, what it's I'm like, looking at it's, right now.
2: It's a be- it's, is it a belt? Is that a belt? Uh, no, I, I think
3: it's more... I, w- I would call it more like... Um, uh, a spiritual pant, so it does circle the body. But as you say, you're right. You couldn't really call it a, a pant, a, a skirt, because that would be more of a whole tube. This is just the suggestion of a tube. It gives the energy of pants without the actual structure.
2: I mean, I think this is great from for working from home. I mean, this is this mm-hmm. is like if exactly. it means that no longer will you know, my coworkers be able to see that I'm not wearing pants just by the look on my face, because I will have the spirit of mm-hmm. pant on. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Just, I couldn't have put I, it better look, myself. I'm just, I'm so impressed with this proposal.
3: Oh, that is so amazing. Oh, I can't wait to tell everyone back at the office. Um, so, um, so yeah. What's the-, the
1: upper limit on pant legs? Be honest.
3: Um. Well, okay. I mean, I did show you the Octopant. That is one of our higher order uh, models that we've created, but we have been experimenting with creating the uh, Decapant, um, the Dodecapant, um, and even some higher numbers, perhaps. I, I would I would love to be able to offer as the a standard centipant. offering 24. What about- The Centipant, oh. exactly. Uh, but it is a little you tricky.
1: You said 24. You said 24. I misspoke. Do, I meant the you... Centipant. Can you be honest? Can you make mm-hmm. me a, a hundred pant pants?
3: That's a scented yeah, pant. Scent of well, pant. I mean, I the scented pant. Uh, I I we are you know we have a team working just on that project. Um, I, it's not ready for prime time yet, but I would love to involve you in the prototyping process as we work to achieve your dream.
1: I mean, I think I wasn't sold on it before, but I am now. You have my uh, I'll offer you 30%.
3: Okay, that's amazing. Um, I'm so happy to do business with you. This is great. Okay, cut to Venice Fashion Show four years later.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) as we can see here, the millipant, the model is crawling across the stage, unable to support her legs with a thousand pant legs, some would say humanity has gone too far. Oh, darling, this is this is
3: immense. I love it. We're going to have to order oh, for all every, of them. For
2: everyone. We,
1: this is the, this is
2: the future everyone. of pants. It's the size of a room. It's the
1: future of pants. It's the future of no, pants. No, guys, that's 500 pairs of pants on one person.
3: I know, isn't it smashing? I mean, get with the times, Diana. You have to try to. You have to live in the now. I... You're never going to make it in French Vogue if you don't don't try new things.
1: Oh my God! They're coming out with another. Is that a negative one pant?
2: <gasps> Same.
1: <laughs> it's just a shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: No, it's, it's, like the love, it's, like, it's like a Lovecraftian monster. It's always better if you don't say what it yeah. is, right? <laughs> the negative one pant. It's a pant that's mathematically impossible. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. That was
2: fun. I love the miller pant. <laughs> pant, the
3: scented hat, the miller pant. It was brilliant. Uh,
1: just it sounds so painful just to crawl across a runway okay we need to head into the final segment uh amy how is you, how are your hobbies going um
2: i'm kind of in a bit of a um Foucault bubble at the moment so um my hub- hobbies are taking a actually no i'm gonna i've got some embroidery to do so i'm gonna got a couple of embroidery projects um which i need to get onto so that will be my like get onto on the weekend mm-hmm. i'll give you an update
1: cool nice uh, what about you Kristen
2: I'm staring
3: Halloween in the face I have uh, I have to get some Halloween costumes made well you have some and... ideas
1: now <laughs> <laughs> the of pants yeah Oh my God!
3: That is a that's a that's a very great that's a great but very weird idea. Uh, no, I mean I have to get my kids ready for Halloween, but apparently my new my new job everyone is nuts about Halloween, so I probably need to have a costume myself. Um, and then after that, I'm going to be doing all the Christmas crafting, so I don't even want to think about that yet. Mm. That's too much. But but uh, yeah, I got lots to do. So how about you, Sean? How are your hobbies going?
1: Uh, your hobbies are have... painting rooms. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about that. Or, or I, I, That's not a hobby. That's just life. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I've been doing some pixel art recently of Clapintosh, the robot or the Macintosh with an ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just uh, it's been fun learning to kind of break down what it is into like the simplest form possible with as few like colors and like space needed to make the form read and everything. I'll post a link uh, to you guys in a bit, but yeah. Cool. Anything to plug?
3: Yeah. Uh, the middle-aged candy store special episode, the mandible diaries is coming out. Um, uh, Halloween. I'm going to have a, a listening party on October
1: 29th. Nice. So awesome.
3: Oh, October 28th. Uh, sorry.
1: Yeah. And you can find me at Peacock Pots on Instagram or Twitter. And I don't, Amy. You want to remain totally anonymous?
2: Well, not anonymous. I just um, don't <laughs> have content. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you to Kristen for our theme song. Yeah. Uh,
2: she, You're
0: welcome.
1: It's really good. I've I've listened to it like three times now. I love it.
2: Ah. Oh, great um and this is the it's living proof that um you, when you do things you do them well if you do them often enough so well done well done living your uh, <laughs> living living the dream yeah.
3: thank you thank you
1: uh yeah thank you for listening have a good day Bye. bye, bye. bye.
0: of honey. A drop of hobby.